This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is sponsored by The Forward. Stay up to date with unlimited access to news, culture, and opinion all through a Jewish lens. And for our listeners, for 2NJB listeners, get six months of The Forward for 15 bucks. Visit forward.com slash partner offer and enter promo code 2NJB to get an exclusive offer for podcast listeners. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. Last February, Gal Uchovsky said something provocative. So far, that's not really news. Since Uchovsky, who's a very well-known publicist, filmmaker, and gay rights advocate, is also very well-known for his eccentricity, his thought-provoking columns, and his television appearances. But this time, things got a little bit out of hand. On a Friday evening family talk show, Uchovsky said, quote, We should declare war on the Haredis. They're like a cult. End quote. Almost immediately, Uchovsky received hundreds of phone calls and messages from random people who called him for very peculiar reasons. Thankfully, Uchovsky's life and career has made his skin thick. As a screenwriter and a producer, he's written and produced some of Israel's most famous movies, including Yossi and Jagger, Walk on Water, The Bubble, all of these directed by Eitan Fox, his partner. They also recently are releasing a movie called Sublet, which is going to be released in the United States in June. Those movies, these movies, have redefined the conversation about homosexuality in Israeli cinema. As a columnist, Uchovsky has written for many years in Mariv newspaper, and now he's writing for the popular website Mako. And in 2020, his documentary series, The Gay Revolution, was aired and was in the center of numerous debates and opinion pieces. It's safe to say then that today's guest is an extraordinary and opinionated person. So tune in because it is bound to be super interesting. Thank you so much for joining Hi. us. If you guys are listening, you probably have some interest in Israel. Yes. Uh, well, Masa Israel Journey is perfect for you. You have to check them out. Masa Israel Journey. Masa Israel. You can find them at masasisraelorg slash two nice Jewish boys. It's spelled out T-W-O, nice Jewish boys. They give why? You, why should they? They give you amazing opportunities to study and work remotely from yes. Israel. Okay, so you, this is really a place to live out your dreams, your passions. It, you can come to Israel basically and not stop your life. Right, you can actually gain uh, valuable experience here. Working, Tel Aviv's an amazing place with amazing startups. Okay, this is like the Silicon Valley, not just of the Middle East, but it's on par with. And the hummus is so much better. Oh, this hummus is amazing. Uh, so really, it's an amazing opportunity. I was on a massage program. It's a big part of the reason that I'm here today. Uh, so visit them at massaisrael.org/slash. T-W-O, nice Jewish boys. Do not miss this opportunity. Yes, you really shouldn't, and um, and we'll see you here soon. How are you? I'm good. So we got a... I don't, I don't think I'm eccentric, by the way. You don't, don't think, think so? No, I don't think I'm... I don't, okay. I don't consider uh, myself eccentric in, in any form of... But it's funny life. because we just did a, a, a round and you gave some corrections, but you didn't correct that. 
No, because so this, is, this is like your no, no. This is your subjective. <laughs> no, because this is subjective. It's your okay, opinion. It's okay. not you know. You can say whatever you want. It's your. How podcast. do you how do you see yourself? You see yourself as non-eccentric, as reserved. Totally non-eccentric. I mean, what's eccentric about a sixty-three-year-old man living for, 30, <laughs> for thirty-three years with the same partner? In First of all, you don't look sixty-three. Thank you, but it's a podcast. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't help, you know, because they can't see me. But um, they uh, can. You can watch on YouTube, guys. Check ah, it out. Okay. So um, no, I'm, I'm. I live a very. I wouldn't say con I find it conservative. I find a very conservative life. I have the same partner for 33 years. Um, um, we have uh, a scoop then. Galuchovsky is not is a conservative. No, but I know when you say in America conservative, <laughs> yeah. immediately you go to this kind of. A, but yeah. I'm not. I don't think that I that I any part of my life is non-traditional. The the only thing that is maybe non-traditional is that when I was in my early 20s and I uh, after I came out I looked at the, around the world and I said okay so I'm normal and my life is normal and being uh, gay is normal so but not everybody thinks so so I will live my life and they will have to adopt and that's the way I I've been living my life since then. Back and then it was considered, I guess, uh, eccentric. Well, you know, it's very strange because um, when I talk to people of your generation and I tell them that when I came to Tel Aviv, like the first day after my army, like I already had an apartment that I rented in Tel Aviv, it was not strange to be gay in Tel Aviv. There were many gay people. Uh, there, you know, it was very sort of common. It was a little different. It was different than today, and the numbers were different. But it wasn't like a strange thing to be gay in Tel Aviv. It was but like in you culture, were, you didn't gays in, didn't exist. Really, there was Amos Gutman, but maybe well, a few yeah, years okay, later. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the, you, the representation in art was a little different, but but um, I mean, of course, now it's different. Now there's a a, a, a gay parade of two thousand two hundred thousand people, so it's different. But the feeling of a young man, 21, coming to Tel Aviv in 1980, 1979, was not, was not like a feeling of somebody who came like, to the place where he's the only gay in the village. Where did you I, grow up? I grew up in Chadera. Mm -hmm. I come from a very, what we used to call a traditional Israeli, like new Israeli family then. You know, like my parents were born in Israel. Uh, my father was in the army. My my grandparents actually my grandparents came from from Russia, Ukraine, and all these places in the twenties, in the nineteen twenties. You're full Ashkenazi. I'm full Ashkenazi, Russian, Ukrainian, and uh, Belarus. So it's like, yeah, and Polish. The USSR. <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's like yeah, very Eastern uh, Eastern Europe and. Um, and so my parents grew up here and we had we, we grew up in this country as like we own it, you know. There were a little there were other different things that are different than today, like the we didn't know about the Mizrahim, we didn't know about the Sephardic people. No Khadera didn't know about Mizrahim. No, they they were not they were not they were not part of the game. They were like I went to school, there were like four kids from the Yemenite neighborhood and they were okay. My best friend, actually, the, the first guy I had a crush on was, a, was from a Yemenite family. And he sat next to me in class and I looked at, his, at the hair grow on his legs. 
Uh, it took years, <laughs> but it was in fifth grade. Um, um, and uh, and but the, like the the real the, the Moroccan and stuff, they were like we met them as as cleaning ladies in the houses. We didn't, so you they had, were not they you, were not part of the culture. You didn't understand their you didn't they were not part of the thing. That's why they are so angry these days. That's uh, interesting because Khadera is perceived like in Israel like a Mizrahi city. So that's also new. Khadera was one of the co- of the of the of the Rothschilds Rothschild colonies, I think that's mm-hmm. the, the way they're called. These little villages that he built up here in the in the ninth in the nineteenth century, the late nineteenth century, and Chadera was like a, a, a half uh, agricultural, half um, um, you know, like city, and it was a very nice. It was a very nice town. What happened? And it was a small town. It was a town of thirty thousand people. It was very uh, um, very Ashkenazi, very like. Um, European upper, upper, no upper no not European it was new Israel upper middle class and then in the early 90s there's a history lesson for you in the early 90s when they when there was a, a huge wave of, of immigrants from uh, Ethiopia and Russia uh, it's Shamir is who was prime minister uh, said that every city that takes in an inhabitant from from these uh, new Aliyot gets money I think Sharon was the minister of uh, whatever, and uh, yeah, yes, he, he, as, as as we say, yes, he was there too, and yeah. uh, and uh, although I like him, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and in retrospect, <laughs> by the way, he was the first ever gay. No, he was the first ever uh, prime minister in Israel to accept a gay delegation in his office. Really? It's one of the funniest events. In I thought Israel. you were about to bring Sharon out of the <laughs> no, closet. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, but what? If, you, if you'll remind me in, in a few moments, I will tell you okay, the story. Okay. It's a very funny story. Okay. But um, so just to make it short. Um, so Chadera in, in about half a year grew up from 30,000 to 80,000 with 50,000 people who are very poor. All my family, all my, my, my um, parents, friends and all this sort of milieu, moved to Caesarea, mm-hmm. so, sold their houses in Chadera and moved to Caesarea. But my mother, who said she doesn't like to live in a place that doesn't have like a street and a city. <laughs> and, and that's how Chadera changed into like a, 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 the town that you think of. It so today. your mom is still there? No, my mom is not there. She's like where she is. I see. And uh, no, but, but, no, but the house that she left us is worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and her friends in Caesarea have houses in like for, that are worth like 15 million shekels. So that's, yeah. Wow. And okay. One thing just to yeah. cross from the agenda, coming out in the 70s. In the late 70s. Late 70s. How was it? Very different than for, the early 70s? I'm I assuming. Don't I don't know. I, I Look, I grew up as, I did grow up as the only gay in the village. There was, the, the word did not exist in Chadera. But the, they knew, like... The, the word gay, it didn't exist. Nobody called me fag in school because they didn't know the word fag. They didn't know the word homo. They didn't... I, I wouldn't go... I, I won't go into these words, into into these swear words. You're but saying th- it was so out of the... Yeah, it was not... I mean, you know... there to, weren't even offensive No, because in, like, you see, today, when you see a kid and you look at him and say, oh, he's gay, nobody looked at the kid then and say, oh, he's gay. Nobody looked at kids or at people and said, oh, they are gay. 
It was not part of anything. Was would, it because that people? I because, mean, were were the were were people from the gay community reserved about their homosexuality? No, 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 no. In Tel Aviv, there were gays. In Tel, when I came to Tel Aviv, when I arrived in Tel Aviv, there was a gay culture. It's not anything like today, but there was a gay culture. There were gay people. There were gay bars. parties. Not really bars, oh, okay. but but you gave me beer, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I burp every now and then. But uh, no, but in Hadera there was nothing, you know. No, I, but I'm okay, let, I, me, let me tell you okay. this. My first gay images in yeah. life. So first of all, there was this newspaper in the 70s called Haolama Zeh, in English, This World or something, which was like a, a crossover between... The a, sun and... Uh, no, no, it was... On one hand, it was very, very political. It was very left-wing. The, the Uri Avneri, the, 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 the editor, he was very left-wing and very modern, and I adopted basically all his agenda. But the other half was pure gossip. And the first thing I remember was this big two-page article about this theater actor called Yossi Graber. He's deceased now. And his friend, Eric, who lived together in this beautiful house in Jaffa, <laughs> And I looked at it, and I read it upside down, and I understood what's happening there. I, I, I looked at it and I said, okay. So it happens, like the two men are friends and super friends, and they live together. And this was the first time I ever came across like gay. The other thing was that you would read all these news, little news bits that say, in the port of Marseille, uh, in the area of like the hookers, the, the drug addicts, and the homosexuals, and I would see the word homosexual, and I said, okay. And then I went to see this movie called Women in Love. It's a Ken Russell movie. He was a famous director then. It's based on the D.H. Lawrence movie, uh, book. And it's okay. the story of uh, English, you know, whatever, English um, um, royalty. But there's a scene there where the poet comes from London to the with his friends and he he's a guest of these people in the farm this um what's i don't know the word in english like for uh, the village count the, yeah something like this mm. and they sit in the evening near the fire it's ellen bates the beautiful ellen bates and the amazing oliver reed they're both deceased now i think and then oliver reed says to him so do you like to uh to, to wrestle to wrestle and he says, yes, why not? And they take off their clothes. And, <laughs> and, and for seven minutes, they start wrestling. And then the, the, the thing goes that like the, into the fire. And it, it's like this montage. And you understand that they're naked and they're doing something. And I, and I watched this and I was... <gasps> because I would, I would go to the, the, to the cinema like to see every movie. I just love to see every movie. And I would walk in, although I, wasn't, I was underage. And I said, okay. I like wrestling. <laughs> this I want to do. This I want to be a wrestler. This I want to do. And they, by the way, if you have YouTube, you, if, you, if you write down uh, uh, women in love wrestling scene, it comes out. It's seven minutes. It's amazing. Uh, okay. Yeah. So basically, after these experiences, you're like, okay, my friends are prostitutes and drug addicts. I like wrestling. <laughs> no, but you know, you know I, 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 if we're moving back to today, I... I have this thing now that I understand that as a kid, you so much want to see yourself exist somewhere in the media or somewhere that even if it's a, even if it's a bad thing, 
for you as a kid, it says it, it verifies that you're there. Representation. You know? it, 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 it's a representation. Even if it's something bad that's said about, about you, still you're there. Yeah. And then and then I didn't see it, it. I didn't think maybe because that's in my character, but I didn't see. Oh my God, they're gonna hit me! I'm gonna be a hooker and the drug addict in the port of Marseille. But I was I was here. I am. There's like people like me. Yeah, they exist. But so. you managed to, which I think. I wonder if you think that many uh, you know kids who are are growing up and and not. Uh, comfortable necessarily coming out and see representations like that do you feel like th there's some kind of draw to a life that's uh, filled with i don't know uh, depravities like actual depravities because no. drug addiction for example uh, we would argue is not like a a good thing and they're living in the closet and they're just no, 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 happy no, no, no. drug addicts uh, i don't th i don't but, think that by being that being gay means you have a tendency to be more a of a drug no, user no i'm saying that I'm when saying you that, see representations like that do you think it draws well, first people? of all to to if to grow up in in a place where being gay is very abnormal mm -hmm. has it has it has it toll of yeah. course it has it toll i think every gay man that i know uh, has this little wound inside, this little thing that he carries from from the people who were unkind to him, for the people who said n nasty things about him, for the people who didn't promote him in, in work. Of course, uh, but uh, but it's changing. We're changing the world, and the world is changing, and now there's a whole generation of stupid homosexuals, <laughs> <laughs> of young people who say, oh, oh, well, well, it's so easy, what do you want? Well, yeah. So do you did you grow up with the feeling of, of guilt like you were doing like you did you have any period where you felt like you were you were like sinful no no i thought it was great i would would think about boys and i would say oh my god that's so that's so much fun to touch <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my thing so I had, you I, when, when i was okay when i was 13 i i kind of convinced a guy from let's say next door that we will prepare for the girls like i'll prepare him and we'll prepare each other <laughs> and it lasted until i was like 19 i think yeah we you would prepare uh, every now and then we would prepare well, it was look it was so naive you know the thing is i always say it, we didn't even know that you can flip we didn't even think of the other side i, I don't want to be explicit yeah, we were just, be. It, it was just ah. a it was just oh, yeah. the two of us touching each other's genitals, but we never thought like we could flip mm -hmm. and we never kissed. You know, it was just the pure thing of, of, and you know, I haven't, I didn't, I didn't watch any porn ever. Like when I was young, it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And then when it started, I didn't. Sort of, I didn't need, I, I didn't need it. I, there, there was no, there was never, you know, when, when porn was accessible, like with cassettes, I was mm -hmm. already like 23 and I was practicing. So I didn't need to learn. Mm. So, so it, it wasn't like, you know, growing up these days, every kid, you know, has the porn in his, like in his DNA. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't have any of it. That's why I'm so good. <laughs> <laughs> So we got to talk about what we mentioned in the intro. So you went on this talk show and you said this uh, this thing, and mm -hmm. then you all of a sudden got. Let's first of all, we'll get to the comment and we'll start. To, we'll talk a bit about the Haredi community. But first, if you can just complete the story, what exactly? What kind of no, messages story, did you get? No, the story. The story. The story is simple. I wrote a column. 
Yeah. Explaining very, um, uh, in a very length, in a very long way, form, and, and I thought in a very um, persuasive way, why the way they conduct themselves in this, uh, in this COVID era, uh, yeah. it makes them look like a cult. Because, and also because it, it, it sharpens the fact that they do not obey to the laws of the country. They obey to the Lord of their rabbis. And there are tons of rabbis, and each one calls himself a rabbi. And you can't control, you can't control a country, and this is the time to show that they're a cult. Now, since the Hasidic, especially the Haredi community in Israel, is very anti-gay, they're the people who fight us, they're the people who, who try to deprive us from our rights, they're the people who make, who make sure that we cannot be, uh, do surrogacy in Israel, that we cannot get married in Israel. So they're my enemies, basically. Not as people, the people I like, okay? But as a community, they are my enemies. And this was, a, this was a, a good time to show that they are a cult because they don't obey the, the laws. They don't obey the laws. The law says you have to wear a mask. No, they don't. It's not for them. They would ask a rabbi. And if he says yes, okay. And if he says no, okay. And then the rabbi decides that it's more important to have kids in schools now than at home. And they do it. So I think it's, there was a time, and I think there was a big shock in Israel at that time, and I think they went through a big shock at this period, which will be good for them, because they will, maybe they'll come out a little and they open up, because the way they live in this very they sec- are secluded, in the, the, this very secluded uh, uh, um, communities is not good. I think, I think it's culty. I don't like religious, any religious. No, really, I like, you know, I'm Jewish, I practice, I do, I know, you know, because my husband is, is, uh, comes from an American family, mm-hmm. so I know, like, to do the Kiddush of, of, of Friday, I know to do it in an American accent. Kivanu v'charta v'otanu kiddashta im kohanim. Because I learned it at <laughs> his mother's great. house. I didn't learn it at <laughs> my... It took We didn't do it in Chadera at my parents' house, but we did it in, at, his, at his mother's house in the 90s. So that's how I do it. So I'm not against. I love. I love the fact that I'm. I'm a, I'm a Jew, but I'm. I'm more connected to the way Jews handle themselves in America, where even the 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 modern Orthodox are people who you can deal with. You know, they. But there's. I mean, there's no religious community here in Israel which you think. Let's not go into this, but I think that most of the bad things that happened in the in the history were done by religion. Mm. You know, like the, all the, the all the wars. Look at the look at the Catholic. Except the Holocaust. Except for the Holocaust. And the they were secular. Yes. And communists. Yeah. yeah. No, but the big but, two. The yeah. big two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but but it's not. You know, it's not my. It's not my. No, field. I think there was. I, I'm not an expert okay, on okay. that. It's not my field. But and I do want to ask you a question so about what, it. So what happened? You, what, okay. you know what happened? Well, no, before because we went down this detour. So now I'm going to ask you about it. I mean, don't you feel like there's some part of that that is almost like uh, stooping to their level, meaning, you know, they hate you, they hate the gays, and it's like, I'm going to shoot back because of this extreme, uh, uh, this extreme comets or this extreme uh, part of religious people that are, you know, that hate the gays, and I'm going to say, I hate all religion, right? I, I don't no, like I think you should go down, you should stoop down, as you call it, to them. <laughs> yes, of course, because they have, look, they are very powerful in Israel. Yeah. For the last five, six years, they've been in the government. They've been holding lots of monies. They've been holding like uh, a lot of important uh, uh, government bureaus. 
Without but this per- is the Haredim. Yes. No, but I'm saying there's the no, national Zionists. No, there's okay, the, no, uh, but if you're just religious, I don't care. You know, look, I've, yeah. ever since I came, Tel Aviv, by the way, that's a fact for you, is the only, almost the only city in Israel where a gay man and his husband live in a, in a building next door to Hasidic Jews. Mm-hmm. And in every building that I lived in Tel Aviv since like for 40 years now. Hasidic is Haredi? There was a Haredi family. And we, we got along wonderful. We got along fine. There, I, I'm a good neighbor. I'm in the Vad. <laughs> you know, I, we, we get along. So, so on, on a personal basis, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's it's not, not a problem. Issue. It's not an issue. But as a community that wants to, to, uh, to, take, to take away your rights, then it's a community you have to fight. I'm not fighting. The, it, you know, it's not against the people. Okay. Well, and when I said that I, we need to, get, to go on a civil war with them, I meant on a civil legal war. It didn't mean you have to go in the streets and fight. It's but not, they can go to a legal war with you. Yeah, they are. No, no, no. Let's correct it. They are on a legal war with me because they, the fact that Eitan and I cannot get married in Israel is because they are fighting me. The fact that my friends Itai and Dor are coming on Friday from um, um, Chicago with two new twins... And which cost them like half a million shekels, like um, $150,000. And they had to do some giyur uh, to their kids there with a rabbi, which will catch or not catch in Israel. We'll see what happens when the kids grow up. Is because these people fight me. They fight me. What do you mean? They Let's fight so me on a, on, a, on, a, on a daily basis. Let's talk about the marriage issue. Because I never got this one. I really never got it. Um, my my brother-in-law actually is uh, lives with his partner, and and you know the, it's funny because we're we're looking to actually buy an apartment right now, and I hope the government's not listening to this, but <laughs> but they can buy they both can buy separately apartments, yeah. right? And he can buy an apartment, and and his partner can buy an apartment, and it's kind of it's separate apartments. And in Israel, for people who don't know, if you buy your second apartment, you have to bring fifty percent down payment. You pay taxes, and both. so it's like I, I'm almost upset that me and Shalon are married. I'm like, why do I have to suffer this? I feel like I'm being oppressed. So I'm I'm just saying you're that married I, with a woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't understand yeah, but you why you chose. You had the choice. Yeah, no, but I don't understand why it's important. Like I get if there are but certain if, social but, benefits. But look, but you, but you could, you and Sharon can stay unmarried, and then you can. Uh, no, but you all. I mean, it's it's. But let me tell you, when I went to the bank a few years back to get an, a new yeah. mortgage in our apartment, yeah, they said, but you have a live-in partner. The bank knows. By the way, the bank doesn't care. The bank said, you have this partner. We know you. You're famous. Because you guys He's, have been living together for yeah, a while and no, you're, no, no, you're no, well known. No, but they, uh, they, in my case, they knew. But they told me, I, I asked them, it's because you know who I am. They said, no, no, no. It's, it's a standard thing. We ask you, who do you live with? If it's a, if it's a long-time partner, then he has to be part of it. We don't care yeah. that, that like you're not married. Because we, for the bank, right. who is interested only they're in smarter. your money. They're smarter they're than They're smarter the state. than the state, yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing is that... Almost, you know, there's many companies in Israel that gives you benefits now to 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 gay to gay couples and to LGBT couples, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, actually Israel is as as I had this um, this talk that I did in America a few years ago called why how has Israel become a gay heaven? And Israel mm-hmm. is sort of a gay heaven in a way because it's very good to be gay here. It's nice to be gay here. It's 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 a, it's, a, it's it's fun to be gay here. And it's a good country for for LGBT people. Specifically, Tel Aviv. No, specifically Israel. All over. 
all over. And uh, and I think, but but still, you have to fight the people who fight you. If people try to 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 set you back, then you fight them back. And I yeah. like. But what don't you get, Ethan? About I no, what I don't. What I mean, but this is going to lead us down into a whole debate. But I I generally think that they should just be out of. The whole issue of mm-hmm. marriage meaning I don't I don't I don't really I didn't mean, care I, 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 don't, I didn't mean to come here and talk to you about Hasidic yeah. Jews but anyway if you want the no, end of the story it's interesting. It's the, interesting. the end of the end of the story was that they are very they are very yes, aggressive yes, yes. by the way they are a very aggressive community yeah. so what the, how the does Hasidic. it work because our audience don't doesn't know okay so what, so what do they, what they do their practice is that if somebody says something unkind these days it's like a thing of the last couple of years uh, if you say something unkind of them you They, they have all these WhatsApp groups and they put and they, and they do all these nasty things to you. In my case, they put my <laughs> name and my phone in a group that said "Free customs for Purim." <laughs> and, uh, and in another group that says, uh, "Free eggs uh, to, to place for a family. Call very quick." <laughs> and so in, it was like, "Just uh, troll you." essentially yeah it, it was trolling and 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 so in, in like 24 hours i got like 2000 um um phone calles uh uh 4000 uh, whatsapp messages blah 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 it's amazing they found a way to hack without knowing any code yeah, yeah. right yeah 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 but it basically it, incapacitates your and phone and then it, it it takes like a week till it till it it goes down and it's it's frightening at the beginning It's really frightening, like your phone starts like <laughs> your phone starts jumping from the table because of this many messages, but um you basically had have to turn it off no I mean like, yeah you you know you turn off the 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 calls the you have this uh, thing on the your iPhone that you can turn incoming calls that are not registered uh, really? of people that you don't know, so this goes immediately to so you might have won the lottery and not <laughs> known about it. <laughs> No, I don't do lottery. It's pretty <laughs> sad because it's sad because if you think about it, those are people in need and you take they take advantage of yeah, their the own thi- people yeah. right Okay, so the thing is that at least half of the people who call you or send you messages know it's a trolling oh, okay and they and they write nasty and they write all these curses, you know but I have this thing that people who curse me, I've done it for years on Facebook, I curse them back. <laughs> I wouldn't repeat the curses, but I, I curse back. Speaking I'm, of the stooping to the level, yeah. you have no, no, no problem. No, no, I curse back. Yes, of course, of course. And I have this thing. Okay. I, I, I don't do it anymore, but I, in, the, in the early you send always... A, you send a dick pic. In the, in, no, <laughs> in, in the early always... That I, would actually get them pretty good. Yeah. Because for next time. Give me your until, dick pic. Until, until the Haredi sends you a dick pic back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in uh, the... Le- Now it doesn't happen anymore, but um, but when I, when I became like a, a household name, yeah. like 20 years ago, when I, was, when I became like the, the, the judge on Israeli Idol, like the Simon Cowell of Israel, so people, everybody suddenly knew my face. And then when, like, when like, there were groups of young people on Fridays strolling in Tel Aviv and they would say, ah, here's the fag. And I would always call them, who did you call fag? <laughs> and I would call I would I would hassle with them I would no, I would really? never you like nobody would call me a fag and I would not I would just say oh sorry and I, I, I respond I, oh, I, I don't I, respect I oh. don't agree I don't agree to take you know to, to take these things I don't think you should yeah so okay so, uh, so what 
like did you change your perspective somehow from all this incident on you are firm even now in retrospect are you f- firm about your judgment well we we did spend 10 minutes talking about this thing for me it was like a little thing that happened I okay I, I, I've had like you know I, I I have a scandal in the media every like, <laughs> now and then okay. you know there's a there was one two years ago when I when I had my photo taken I published a photo of myself and Hanin Zuabi mm-hmm hugging she's an Israeli Arab Knesset member was yes a very very um very extreme one controversial very yeah. controversial and uh, I I It's a long story, but the, so in all the, the right-wing groups, they would put it and say, he's a traitor, he's a traitor. So, you know. so I want to ask you about the, the there has been a debate. I'm, I admit I'm not really informed about it, but whether or not, and you've been talking about it throughout your career, people who are in the closet. Ah. Can you explain to our audience about this? I think it's fascinating and maybe people in America are less aware. No, it's, it's first of all, It's an issue from, tw- from 15 years ago. The coming out of the closet is an issue, is a 15-year-old issue. There was a time in Israel in the, in the history of the, of the LGBTQ community when there was a group of, of very famous people, like mainly at the time there were singers, uh, singer-songwriters, Because we didn't have lo- lots of television then and we didn't have lots of cinema then and we didn't have actually the only the only like stars were the only celebrities were singers and they were in the closet and they didn't want to come out and the thing was that in the 80s they started um, giving all these hints in their songs and being very explicit about it and everybody in Israel knew but then in the 90s when people were coming out they didn't want to come out and And I felt that you should put pressure on them because they're sending a very a very bad message to the community and there was a big fight about it uh, because I thought that they should come out eventually they all came out you know and so today because and and the time was this that there were that, that we I felt that there are that there are pressures on us to stay in the closet like there are all these you conservatives who want you to like to be to be gay but not please mind your own business in your own bedroom or all these ugly quotes uh, and I felt that you have to that you had to 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 get to a mass of out people in order to make this community stable and nowadays actually because we're such a big community so if somebody stays in the closet unless they're really harming the the, the, the community, It's just their own problem. But it still the, happens? Yeah, there are some. There's one very, very famous one. And, uh, but it, it doesn't matter anymore because it's there. You know, if we have in, in, in the Knesset, we had like in the last Knesset, we had six gay members. In this one, we had five members. And one minister. We had two ministers. Two ministers. So, so at this point, when you're like six out of 120 in the Knesset, You're so much represented, and if you open television in Israel, you see e- like every day on every screen there's at least one LGBT person. So then you know if somebody's in the closet, it's, it's really their own business. It's, it's there, it's there. They're, they're not harming, you know, they're not as I used to say, if you're, if you're a famous singer and you sing your truth, yes, 
and you go out in interviews and you say how much truthful you are and everything is truthful. <laughs> the age is hard for Israelis. Uh, and if you if you tell this all the time and then you talk about everything, your um, your 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 heartaches, your diarrhea, your uh, um, uh, psychological um, uh, torments, and everything, and you just hide the fact that you're gay. And everybody knows you're gay. You're coming with your boyfriend. You're coming with your girlfriend. You know, everywhere, everybody sees you. Sometimes, even when you come to to like public events, there are photos of you, but nobody writes that you're a couple. I thought this was a very bad message for a 17-year, 16-year-old kid in, in the suburbs. But nowadays it's not. Because nowadays if in Israel there, there are all these amazing teen idols like coming out. There's, there, there's a new generation of kids who are amazing in, on TikTok and on, on, on all the apps. You can find all these kids. There are 15, 16, 17, boys, girls, transgenders, it's amazing. So, so you don't need. So, if this person is in the closet, it's his problem. And so, you're optimistic about the future for the gay community, for or like I, for I, Israel in general. Uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> these sort of questions don't bother me. Am I optimistic? I'm. I'm. I'm an optimistic person. And I think the future is going to be nice, you know, but okay. I, it's not that I don't I don't see that there's like a problem that like somebody's like uh, threatening, threatening. Uh, and also the, the thing is that once you're a mass and a strong mass and and people are afraid of you as a community, not as a person, then then it's better because, you know, like these last elections were all about the LGBT community. I thought they were about Bibi. Okay, no, okay, no, okay. So it depends where you, how you look at way, it. But for example, there's this very, very popular talk show, the most popular political talk show in Israel on Friday nights, okay? It's called Ofira and Belkovich. It's this woman God, who... It's so, it, it's so shameful for us that that's no, our most no, popular no, 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 political no, talk no, show. No, no, that's a, that's a bad angle. No. So, so these people sit there, wait. You these, can't hear a word on that show. Oh, you hear everything that you need to hear. <laughs> And and these people and these people ask all the, the questions straight straight up and they don't they don't take all the bullshit political answers and there's this woman there and the guy and and the guy and the guy is an ex soccer player yeah and he's very conservative very like the guy you would have thought of as the guy who who calls people faggots on field and off field and he did it probably for years. And if on these last elections, on on one of his uh, like biggest interviews of, of the of the of the of the season, there was this guy who wanted to be prime minister, Gidon Saar, okay, and he asked and he says to him, okay, cut the bullshit. There are three questions I need to know where you stand at, so I will know if you're uh, if you're real or false. First question, what do you think about DB? Second question, what do you think about the LGBT community and their rights? And third, what do you think about uh, the Sabbath and opening shops in the Sabbath? And when a guy like this takes everything... He's the consensus. He's the consensus. And he says, these are the three most important issues. Then you understand that, that your rights are being taken care of, at least are understood by the major, the major consensus public. Like, Really? 
Yeah. Or or is he in no, a no, no, of no, the no, I don't, I don't left wing like no, 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 no. First of all, producing first of all, he's right. First of all, he's right wing. No, but he, he exists in a bubble. No, the, he doesn't exist. Channel in a, Twelve. No, he doesn't exist in a bubble. He was a soccer player for many years. That's nothing bubble. There's nothing bubbly about it. <laughs> and the other thing is that I really believe that you can ch- that especially in the in the in the in the, in the um, gay straight relationship you can change the world. It's very it's it's a hard job, but it's it's doable. And I think we changed the views of many many people. You know that. Look, no, my, so, I, look I, I, my friends, my 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 friends, they like they, when they were like in their twenties, they would use the word fag as a as a curse. It was one of the first words they will use. Today they won't. Mm-hmm. None of the no, not not as a as a you know it's not like they are they are PC. It's, nobody in Israel is PC. They're not PC. It's it's a change of attitude. It's a change of in the periphery. You know, they would young some, people no, no, would no, no, still I use say, it. No, still still homo is the is the is the is the most common curse in schools in Israel. Okay, but as. But as my my nephew once told me, when I, I looked at him playing soccer with his friends, he was like 10, and he was calling something, you fag. And then he, and then he turned around and said, but I don't mean it, about, it's not about you. It's, it's like a curse. <laughs> it's not and, personal. And yeah, and today he's 20, he's in the army, and he would never, ever have somebody in his, in his surroundings say the word fag in, in a bad way. And and now you see these television shows, you know, you see that there's this new television show, teenage show called Boys and Girls, where you have like this, never mind, these two groups, a group, a group of boys and a group of girls. And this year, this season, they had a, a boy, he was 17, and he was like the faggiest fag. And he was like, <laughs> like this, and very feminine, everything you thought the boys would like try to not be nice to and they all and they were all supportive of him and you saw that it was not like because the production told them it's a new thing it's developing it's a it's a developing thing anything else before we go okay <laughs> no. Aitan has a lot to think about uh, but before we go you have to tell us the story about Arik Sharon and the meeting okay <laughs> so um Arik Sharon was the first was prime minister and he was married to this wonderful woman called Lily. Lily was a, an interior designer and, a, and she, of course, and they were very Tel Avivians. Alex Sharon was a very Tel Avivian person, although he lived in the farm and everything and his image, but he was in his, in his real life. He was friends with everybody in Tel Aviv. He used to sit in the cafes when he was younger. He was, he was from here and, and his wife had all these gay friends. And so, and so they knew gay people. And so when he became prime minister, his friends, his wife's friends told her, how come we think it's about time that, that Alec will, will accept a delegation of the gay community. And he says, okay, I will take them. <laughs> and, and so they were, they were invited to his office. And it was the first time ever. It was a very big moment for the community. And eight people went. I didn't want to go because I didn't like his politics, but, and I'm sorry for that ever since, but eight, eight men went. And so when, the, you know, and there were like, some of them were like, you know, at the time it was only men, of course, but uh, one of them was an army officer, one of them was an ex-army officer, etc., etc. And then Arik Shalom came into the room and he was a little embarrassed and he felt a little awkward. And so he said, 
Okay, so, you know, I like your community very much, you know, my, my wife likes them a lot, you have all good taste, and you, and you all know about beautiful things, and then one of them starts saying, no, the, no, how can you talk to us like this, this is like, this is like a, a stereotype, I'm, I was an, uh, an officer in the army, I'm a Rav Steren, and you have to treat me, okay, okay, and Alex said, okay, okay, no, I didn't mean it in a bad way, I meant it in a good way, that you have good taste, and, and he said, no, you have to treat us as real men, we are different we're we're all kinds of like we're all the colors we of have the terrible wind. taste sometimes. yeah no some of us some of us are, are don't have good taste and we don't <laughs> like the stereotypes anymore and we have to fight the stereotypes he said okay 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 <laughs> and 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 so then that's how the it's funny because you keep describing these interactions and it reminds me of like really like 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 arguments between a husband and a wife so much so often one side is just trying to say something nice or be nice and it's because of the other side's insecurity that it comes right it's like he wasn't trying to be offensive he was actually just trying to say something nice but it, it is a stereotype and it can be taken as an offense well so if you like, come i think that if you come to the if, if you do it in a bar then yeah. it's one thing if you come to the prime minister's office then he has to speak right And if he doesn't speak right, no, you teach him how okay. to speak right. Okay. For example, Bibi Netanyahu yeah. has never, ever in his life said a, an un-PC word about the LGBT community. Right. He is, many vote he for him, clean, I think. Not that many. He's, cl he's totally clean in his attitude towards the community. He hasn't done Has he said a lot of things about the gay community? Yeah. Yeah, he was the first prime minister to send to send uh, the community a tape, especially the, uh, from the right, to send the community a tape in, in 2015 saying, vote for us, we have the best gay candidate, mm. when Amir Ohana was running for the first time. And he's, he, well, the, the thing is, you know, uh, the first time I saw Bibi Netanyahu in my life was when he came back from the UN. He was married to another woman. Yeah. And he 80 lived in the... 80-something, 87-88. Yeah, and he uh, lived in the north of Tel Aviv. And the coffee next door to him was a coffee called Café Benordo, which mm. was then the only gay coffee in Tel Aviv. And he would sit there every afternoon and read his newspaper and have his coffee. And all over the place were all these... gay men and sometimes uh, uh, drag queens, transgenders, and they would say, hi, you're so handsome. <laughs> and and he, was, he, was very okay, he was very okay with it. And, and, and I saw him there and I, then I wrote to myself like a little thing, this guy is not homophobic. He was, then he wasn't even a politician, he was a young starting politician. So mm -hmm. he's very clean uh, in this sense. Mm. Wow, so there's a new movie coming up. So Let's there's plug a it. new movie coming. Let's Sublet. plug it. Sublet. It's, it's a beautiful movie. It's, feature film. It's a feature film. Uh, Eitan wrote it with uh, his friend Itai Segel and directed it. I produced it. Uh, it stars... It's, it's Eitan's first movie in English. Mm. Uh, it's, it's mostly in English. Uh, John Benjamin Hickey, um, the Tony-winning amazing actor... Um, plays a New York Times travel writer who has this column uh, where he goes to a city somewhere and he stays for five days and he writes his uh, experiences about the city. It's like different than your usual tourist thing. And he comes to Tel Aviv. Uh, his backstory is that he is uh, married to a man in New York and they had... Uh, a stillborn 
they had they did surrogacy and they had a stillborn and so he comes very depressed to Tel Aviv and he takes a sublet with this young man who becomes his tour guide and the energy of Tel Aviv and this young man and his energy and his friends they bring him back to life and send him back to New York ready to uh, to go to through the motions again so it's a very optimistic movie it's beautiful it's a big love song to Tel Aviv um, I have a Hollywood reporter review that confirms that uh, <laughs> nice. no it's it's it, 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 it okay so the, it's it's it started it was supposed to open last year it it had its premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival then what happened nothing <laughs> COVID oh. <laughs> and then uh, and but then we decided to play to let it play in in festivals all over the US so it played in like um, I think by now in 20 over 20 Jewish and gay festivals but what, virtually like no they, they were, were no they were all like that you buy a screening and you see it in your house ah okay and, and none yeah, of it, remote n- n- remote screening and it won like almost like um, it won like I think six or seven audience awards and some ju- jury awards and it's coming out in theaters in the beginning of June in the major cities in the U.S. and nice. in Tel Aviv. And we're hoping uh, everybody will go and watch it. It's um, the the Israeli guy starring next to uh, John Benjamin Hickey is um, is a newcomer called Niv Nisim. He's amazing, and it's our first movie about two gay men where the actors are actually two gay men, mm, okay. which is beautiful, which is so much, so nicer and so easier. Um, you don't have to explain as much? You don't have to direct mm, as much? Uh, it, there's something about, I think that gay men play gay men mostly better than straight men. And also it, 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 it enables you to be, to be who you are very easily. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, you know... Uh, most in all the movies Aitan did and all the television series he did and everything we wrote and produced, there were in each and every one of them there were gay characters, of course, and uh, and it was always like some 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 do it easier, some some take a harder time, some some people you know like twenty years ago would have to say something when after the cut mm-hmm. to express their their how inconvenient Macho. they are or something, which was very, very unpleasant mm. to find out. So uh, making a movie with two gay men... But in, in any scene or in scenes where they had to get intimate? No, where they man. have to get intimate. No, if they have to just say, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Are you gay? <laughs> yeah, I'm gay too. So that's... that's <laughs> that, like, wow, every, that made me uncomfortable. Every dude, every dude, can, do, every dude can do this. But, if but you are have you to, saying it was uncomfortable for to, to have to put them through that or for them to, that, to have them say the, that? Sometimes the sex scenes, which were explicit, were a little harder for them no pun okay. intended yeah what no, no <laughs> pun intended no it was a little it was, softer for it was harder for them to 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 grasp it to yeah. to to go through it yeah. which i can understand you know yeah okay so sublet i'm gonna i'm gonna tell people to search sublet eitan fox because his name is easier to spell so eitan fox e-i-t-a-n-f-o-x no 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 e-y eitan is e-y like me eitan spells e-y-t-a-n 
F-O-X. F-O-X. Right? And Galuchovsky, you can also... Well, in America, I'm known as Galuchovsky, but... Yushovsky. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. that's how... We've the, been that's mispronouncing how, it this whole that's, time. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, 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 that's how the, the, the girls in the... Um, what do you call them? The, no, I'm the receptionists. The, yeah, yeah, in the hotel when I was in, when I was in a young air steward in the eighties in El Al, <laughs> at the hotel she would call me. See, Shavsky, have a phone call. Yashavsky. <laughs> yeah, so that's why. But Ochovsky is is okay. It's okay, so Galyushovsky, look it up. G A L U C H O V S K Y, and the the movie's name is Sublet. Yeah, is there it's a coming website out in theaters for, on for June. the movie? Uh, there's or, a there's a Facebook a, there, page. There's a uh, Instagram page. Sublet TLV. It's cool. beautiful. It's full of beautiful photos, and <laughs> because for nice. scre- like screening locations and stuff like uh, yeah, where can no, people... I, I look. I don't. Uh, the, the, we have a very good distributor in in America, and I'm sure that the moment he start he will start working. Okay. Uh, he will stay put tuned. On, he will on whatever whatever is needed to um thankfully also i mean the u.s will hopefully be mostly out of this by i mean a large chunk of the population is going to be vaccinated by june and yeah and the theaters will be open yeah cool okay so check it out you're on social media i'm on social media yes where can people find you I, I, I on Instagram I'm Yushovsky U C H O V S K Y and on Facebook it's mostly for Israelis. Okay. It's not. I don't think it 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 carries any <laughs> interest because you have to translate everything. But I it's see. interesting. <laughs> okay. That is it. Before we go, yeah. um, we are sponsored by the Forward. Yes. Yes. So check them out. Go to theforward.com slash 2NJB. And? And, guys, you get a special offer for podcast listeners. Forward.com slash 2NJB. You get six months for 15 bucks. Uh, it's a huge discount. Check them out. It's a great source for news and opinion all through a Jewish lens. Forward.com slash 2NJB. Also, Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. Check them out for English content about Israel. Highly recommended. And your let's phone might least. get uh, bombed what? again. Hopefully your phone won't get bombed again. Yeah, because we're on Old Sheva. Sheva. No, I, by the way, the the, the websites, the Hasid, the Haredi websites, they put on a lot of my my columns. Because, oh, really? Yeah, because they bring a lot of like traffic. Traffic. Oh, cool. So they, they like. <laughs> I mean, they curse me, but they play with me. So okay, uh, it's okay. So hopefully, this will open some minds. This this episode, IsraelNationalNews.com. Right? Yes. Check them out. And lastly, ajn.timesofisrael.com. Australian Jewish News. Yes. Check them out. That is it. Uh, we accept donation, guys. So please help us out. Go to twinjb.com slash donate and help us out. And that is it. God, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Good luck with the new thank movie. You, thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.